Hey, welcome to episode 35 of Tangible Takeaways. I'm Jackson, and today I'm going to talk about how if we take Jesus seriously, we'll end up becoming pirates for him. And I'm Shane, and I'm going to talk about the little weeds in our lives can become everywhere in our yard if we don't take care of them. Yeah, all that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Shane, thanks for being on, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be on. It's fun. Yeah, it's always fun to get to chop up the message, and it's fun to have tangible takeaways back in action. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and glad to have you back in the studio, dude. Yeah, no, look at, it's Look fun. at us. We're here. Yeah. Um, so catch people up. Just what's your new year look like? You know, things rolling in ministry, and what are you doing here on the team right now, and all those different kinds of things. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know me, I'm work with our worship department at our Feeling Campus, and I also get to work with our high school department at the Feeling Campus. But, you know, those roles kind of battle each other, yeah. but they're really fun. We had Christmas, and then that's the worship side. And now we're rolling into summer camps, so and now it's kind of like the Super Bowl for, you yeah. know, One big ministries. thing in worship, and now a big thing for students. Yeah, so it's keeping me busy, yeah. and, you know, just still being a dad. Yeah. And yeah we're we're expecting another hey oh look at you dude yeah so we have two two boys right now and then we'll have another one in august on the way yeah so we'll have three i got a baby on the way yeah you do so congrats back to back dude look at us yeah you're you're gonna have fun first kids are fun yeah but we're a little nervous because third kids is like you're drowning at that point yeah especially three under three Uh yeah that's we are like what are we doing yeah but the lord is providing yeah so it's great well glad to have you on bro and as we're hopping back into tangible takeaways we're in the series called what matters most where we're looking at this conversation that jesus has with these 11 guys and uh the you know the kind of the big conversation in the upper room this like uh you know passover festival moment and uh last supper you know famous moment of jesus and his disciples but then they get into this conversation and they start talking about pretty important stuff Mm -hmm. and that's why we've titled the series what matters most and so uh this weekend we heard from pastor tom he kind of opened up the beginning section of chapter 14 talking about what matters most and one of the first things that jesus says at the beginning of chapter 14 is right he's told the guys, I'm going to a place that you can't come, which is for those guys. I mean, that's horrible. That's not what they want to hear. But then he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Like you're going to come where I'm going eventually, just not yet. Yeah. And so what's kind of the significance of that for those guys that Jesus is going to go prepare a place for them? Um, But then even for for us today, what do we get to kind of look for hope wise in that reality? I mean, to put ourselves in their shoes, I, I, I can't imagine. They don't know the end game yet. They don't understand the end of the story. We already have it, right? And we're like all excited about it. But for them, I guess there's this lingering of like, okay, there's some hope. He's getting something ready for us Mm. as we prepared, you know, this last supper for him. And he's called us to grab things and get things ready. But he's actually going to go do that and be with the Father in doing that. So I think that's really encouraging. But I don't know how they would actually feel in that moment. Mm. Like, you know, as like... He's our teacher. If we look back in the Old Testament, and it's like when in New Testament, if you had a rabbi, you would like follow their footsteps, like every step, every kind of pause, the rhythm of them, how they would eat and sit. And so for them to lose that person, I can't imagine. They're like, well, what do you mean you're going to be gone and preparing something? So I just wonder what goes on in their heads. But for us, I think we know what that hope is. Mm. 
we have something to really look forward to. Not that we have been, like the best thing is that we have been saved by grace and through faith alone. But now there's even something better for us too, that we get to be with him yeah. in one time and, and with eternity and to worship the Father and just to kind of, you know, just to be together with other believers and just how God intended it to be. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great, um, that's a, a great breakdown of it. You know, probably not the most encouraging moment, even though they're really kind of intimate and encouraging words from Jesus. Like, yeah. hey, I know you guys so well, and I'm gonna go prepare a place specifically for you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's really intimate from yeah. Jesus. But at the same time, probably not the most encouraging thing in the world to those guys where they're like, no, we want to be where you are. Like, we don't, like, don't leave us to go prepare a place. Like, we want to be wherever you are. Yeah. You know, not mm -hmm. knowing, obviously, at that point, as they're bound in time, they don't really know the end of the story. And they're not, like, what do we do? Yeah. After, like, what are we going to do in the What in are we supposed to do? Yeah. yeah, while we're waiting for you. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, whereas for us, we look at the hope of heaven and, oh, man, uh, even I thought Pastor Tom did a great job kind of putting it in context for us this weekend of, like, the excitement of heaven is a lot of it is the permanence, mm -hmm. right? We long as human beings, we long for permanence, to not yeah. have to move again, to have things just be settled and established. And like, yeah. man, this is where I am. This is where I'm where I belong. Yeah, and it's been prepared for me. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be here. Cause yeah, when Tom talked about like just the, was it five or four times he moved in college? Yeah, or yeah. College, or high, school. high school, yeah. And that's like, that's, I mean, I moved once in high school and that was like traumatizing for yeah. me as a high school. I'm like, what are you doing mom and dad? Um, but we, yeah, we long for that. We don't like change. Mm. Sometimes we want change, but we realize, no, my comfort's here. And yeah. the Lord is preparing us something for us individually. Yeah. And that's what's so cool. And you think about like the Garden of Eden, right? How the Lord plants a garden, mm -hmm. right? He's speaking all of these things into existence all throughout Genesis. But when he gets to the Garden of Eden, it says he plants it, right? Yeah. So he's strategically creating this garden for humanity. And to think about that level of precision and detail that Jesus is going to have in preparing a place for us. Yeah. Not just a place where we're going to be forever, but a place that we feel like we belong. Mm -hmm. That's Those are two different things. Like, it's just jail if you're just going to be there forever. Yeah. But if it's actually built for you too, like it's built for you to belong in, yeah. then that's, that's paradise. Like, you're not trying to fit in anymore. Yeah. Like, that's a huge, I mean, I think adults still struggle with that. Yeah. And I remember being... Like moving schools, I mean, Tom probably felt like that. Okay, what kids are safe to be around? What group is this? What group is that? You know, but when you're there, it's like, no, you belong here. Yeah. This is prepared specifically for you. Yeah, no new job that you've taken over has been prepared for you. Mm -hmm. No new house that you live in has been totally prepared for you. Yeah. Like all of those things, there's kind of a breaking in and getting used to, and mm -hmm. then it's never just quite right, you know, and it just doesn't fit. It's like a Goldilocks thing our whole lives, you know, like yeah. this porridge is a little too cold. Yeah. This one's a little too hot, you know, like yeah. looking for that just right. And we just can never really find it. And even when we do find it, it's fleeting. Exactly. It never yeah. lasts. It won't yeah. last. Yeah. It's like eventually it's going to fade or break. Yeah. 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 I think everybody who's ever said like, oh, this job is perfect for me or this house is perfect for me. You have three kids under three and you're like, I don't know if this house is perfect for yeah. me anymore. Yeah. I don't know if this the job role changes as time mm -hmm. goes on or the company changes. And then you're like, I don't know if this is right for me anymore. Like yeah. all of those things, they're always fleeting. Well, yeah. Well, especially, you know, I mean, I don't know if you and your wife are preparing the nursery. Mm -hmm. And I think the firstborn nurseries look the best, very Pinterest, and you got yeah. your, all your ideas. <laughs> Kid number two comes, eh, things yeah. are getting like, different. What do, we, what do we have? What how do, do we have left how over? Do, how do we get, how do we make them both? And now we're like, how do we put three in one room if we do that? 
and the walls don't look as nice. Like the kid destroys the things on the wall because yeah. he can climb. And yeah, it looked nice for a little bit. Yeah. But you add more. But yeah. it's fleeting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So to think about something that's permanently prepared, man, what, what hope to have mm -hmm. um, to permanently belong somewhere, not just to be confined in heaven, but to actually permanently belong there. Yeah. That's what we long for. Yeah. And so I think just great encouraging words that Jesus starts with, but then he gets really exclusive. Uh, Tom talked about uh, this narrow-minded confidence mm -hmm. uh, was kind of the big emphasis of the message. And he's, Jesus makes this pretty big statement. Uh, one of his I am statements in the gospel of John, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. No one comes to the Father except through me, yeah. um, which is, it's going to be pretty hard to twist that saying to mean anything other than what it means. Yeah. When you talk about Jesus being clear, that's as clear as it gets. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important? I'm sure many people listening, or even for you and me, we might have people in our life that um, they would look at God and they'd say, man, there's a ton of different ways to get to God. Or, you know, it's just like a, a mountain with a bunch of different paths to get to him. Why is it so important to the Christian walk and to the Christian faith to see Jesus as the exclusive way to belong mm -hmm. with God, as the exclusive way to be a part of his family? What, why does that matter so much? Well, the easy one is just to say, because it's written in God's word. But by saying that, that means you're already, you know, under its authority and you know that his word is true. And what his word says is what you want to do. And you know that his word provides you a way of new life and a way of, to live to glorify him. So I think that's the easy way to do it. And it's really hard, but be, I think because we get so distracted with other things and we don't focus on who God is. We want to put other things in front of him and we think that this way might be better because when we think like that, it's that we start to become God ourselves, right? Mm. We put the Bible, like we're not above us anymore, but we're putting us above the Bible mm. and saying this is the way we should do because it makes people feel better, right? Mm. Now we're digging into people's feelings and we care more about their feelings, which is good. We should care about people's feelings. Yeah. But God has specifically told us that life in him is only through Christ. Mm. And so if we care for other people, we'd want to tell them that too. Mm. And so that's why it's like, it's good to care for their feelings, but do you really care for them to know that their way is wrong because this is the only way? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a tension. I think on one hand, sometimes we want to shy away from this passage where Jesus says this so clearly because we want to be nice. Mm -hmm. Right. And we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So, and this is, man, talk about a passage to hurt people's feelings. This yeah. hurts the feelings of any other organized religion, right? Mm -hmm. It hurts feelings all across the board. So it says Jesus is the only way. Not, yeah. and I think a lot of other religions, they'd actually say, oh, Jesus is a way. Yeah, you know, he's, they, he's, yeah, they he's would, they'd be okay with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we're not okay with that. Jesus no. is the only yeah, way. The only and way. so that's not a nice passage where Jesus says that. And so there's a, a, probably a group of us that, man, we just, we want to be nice to people and we don't want to offend people. And so there's that reality. There's an, another group of us that, man, we'd kind of like to uh, add an asterisk to that because we'd like to be able to live our lives how we want to live them. 
kind of like what you're saying. We'd mm-hmm. like to be above scripture. We'd mm-hmm. like to be above the lordship of Jesus and say, yeah, but I know what's, I know what's good for my life though, Jesus. Like yeah. I, you're great. You're a good guy, mm-hmm. you know, but a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, you know, I can kind of do these things that I want to do right now. That's all fine as well too. Mm-hmm. And so we start peppering in some sinful things or, you know, maybe it's some of us, we get our kind of dash of secularism, right? A little of that religion, a little of that religion, a little of that, re- you stir them all up in a pot man I, i'm covered every which way yeah and so yeah. some of us we just, we start kind of spinning those different ways either because we don't actually have faith in jesus so we're like i don't know cover all my bases or because we want to validate some life of sin as well um like those things can really draw us away from this passage the truth of it yeah and i think you know what you said what it comes down to so simply is like if jesus is who he said he is mm-hmm. which means he's god mm-hmm. he said he's the only way So that's God saying that he's the only way. And it does come back to, is scripture an authority in our life? Mm -hmm. Is Jesus king, right? Tom gave us those options this weekend. Is Jesus a liar, a lunatic, or Lord? Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta land there. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how do you land the plane? You know, how, like, how do you make a decision between those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's, you really have to look at God's word to understand that you're actually the lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you have to flip it that you're the lunatic and you're not the Lord, you know, of your own life. And that's what we all think we are. And, but I just loved because what makes us, you know, loony is that we put those other things in it. And it might not be religion. Mm. It might be other people's opinions. Mm. And I loved just how he was talking about like, just what do you watch? Mm. And, you know, I mean, he's just catering to the people who only watch news, but then, there's social media, there's influencers, there's people that you like, a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. they they talk a certain way or they're, you know, about certain things. Like, wow, they're very articulate and I want to listen to them more. They have a lot of viewers and followers and you start to just creep in more and those people become like more higher ranked in your life than God, you yeah. know, and you're kind of the lunatic to God now. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. This guy, really? Or this person? So... I think um, you, and you need to let scripture judge your heart, Mm. but that's reading God's word. Mm -hmm. That's not relying on a pastor at a church to, you know, speak a message of God's word and say, cool, that was, that was nice. Cause that's maybe only 20 to 45 minutes and you're going to let that sit in your life for the rest of the week. Yeah. Good luck. Mm. Cause you're going to be a lunatic because you're going to listen to other people whether yeah. it's radio or TV, and you're not in God's word daily. Yeah, those things are all going to start vying for your attention as mm-hmm. you go, and they're going to start pulling you away again. Because mm-hmm. everything everything in this world, it's not even um, inherently like evil. It's just the way that we're designed. We're designed to worship, mm-hmm. right? Like that's part of our design as human beings. And so we're designed to have our attention, our focus, our worship pointed in a particular direction and everything is vying for that. Mm -hmm. The people that we follow on social media, our news feeds, the news that we watch, the articles that we read, the influencers that we follow, Mm -hmm. the sports teams and players that we're so passionate about, like everything's vying for our worship, for our attention. And the solution as a Christian isn't to like cut ties with everything and say like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of hide out in my little yeah. hole as a Christian. But it's also to say like, 
dude, what needs to come first as a priority, as the thing that shapes my worship, because otherwise all of these other things will, like it's active. All of these things are trying to shape my worship. And so I have to, I have to be disciplined yeah. to allow Jesus's Lordship to my submission to him mm-hmm. to shape my worship first. Yeah. And I need to I need to let the kingdom of God reside over everything else in my life. Yeah. If the kingdom comes first, then everything else can get in pecking order beyond that. But the kingdom's got to come first. Yeah. And we it's we talked about that at feeling. We we're talking about worship. We sang an old song here and worship. Mm. But what does that mean cuz I, I was talking to the congregation and I said, you know, a lot of us have titles like, you know, Dad, mother, father, son, a daughter, um, husband, wife, coworker, mm. business owner, whatever your job title is, that kind of becomes you. And but if we're claiming that we are followers and believers of Christ, our first title should be worshiper. Mm. Like we are here to worship the King. And what does a worshiper do? Like they put God before everything else. Because like you said, like I, I love sports. I love good movies. I love good books. But sometimes I'm reading a book or watching a movie. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I, I wasn't expecting this. Mm. Kind of inappropriate. And it starts to do, kind of bring you down and distort your mind and your heart, what you're allowing to be okay with. Mm. And then that's, but that's, you know, going against what God's word is saying. And you just want to let it creep in because you want to have that that fictional fun read or just watching that movie, you know. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's starting to distract you. Yeah, and how you act or how you speak and what you start to look at now. And so, yeah, I think all those, they kind of, they creep in slowly. Mm-hmm. It's like weeds, right? Yeah. We live in the desert and weeds pop up. It looks like we're growing grass in our backyard, right? We're just like, oh, we, our whole property, look at that. you know, and being and feeling, but you're like, no, that's going to be a big issue. And eventually it overtakes you. It's like, oh my goodness, we got to walk around these things now because we never took care of them Yeah. And beforehand. And that's just like what could happen in our lives, what we allow in our lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's a great illustration because it never starts egregiously, yeah. right? It's always small. It's mm-hmm. always little. And I think... I think honestly, that's the Christian life. You're gonna have little moments pop up. Like don't kill yourself over the little moments because those things are gonna pop up, but do something about it. When you watch a movie that creates a little conflict in your soul or you listen to music or you read a book or you start getting really sucked into this news storyline and you wanna know more and all of a sudden that's dominating your day. Those are little things, you know, Mm -hmm. but they grow and they grow and they grow and they grow. Mm -hmm. And as they grow, they begin to take over more of our worship. So it's catching them when they're little. Right. To say like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want that to distract from what's most important in my life. And Pastor Tom just gave us a great challenge, even like you said, in kind of parsing out, man, how much time do we spend taking in news or social media or those kinds of things Mm -hmm. over spending time with Jesus, talking about Jesus, investing in him and his kingdom in our world? Um, What would you say, like, as we kind of land on the tangible takeaway? What would you say, what are some things that you've done in your life to um, to build faith instead of building into fear? Like, what are some, some of those things? I, I think to, to build faith is you just have to jump in. You just have to let go of what's holding you back of like the what ifs. Yeah. And you have to understand like, no, this is God's word and I accept it and this is who I want to follow. And it just comes with that. You just have to go and do it. You can't like, oh, maybe tomorrow or there's never, no, you just got to do it, right? Mm. It's like, just get up and do it. Yeah, just get and, out there, start taking care of the weeds today. Yeah, Don't ex- wait until tomorrow mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, like what do they say the best, what was the best time to plant a tree? Yesterday. Mm. You know, like it should have been planted last year. You're going to get some fruit now, right? It's yeah. yesterday, not today. But make it today if it wasn't yesterday. 
yeah. do it now. Um, but I think a practical way to kind of check and gauge yourself with an inventory, I do this with my youth kids all the time and even myself, because it's like, this is not just for youth to hear because adults have cell phones. Mm. And we probably have more privilege than teens do or your kids because you could take their phone away. But at the end of every day, I try to look at my phone and see how much time did I spend on my phone mm. and what apps were the ones that I was worshiping that day. Mm. Was it work? Was it emails? Was it a social media site? Was it YouTube? Was it the news app, right? Mm. What was it? And when I add all that time together, is it the same amount? Or is it more mm. than my time I spent with God? Mm. And that's a huge, like, it's a gut check. Mm -hmm. I mean, here you go, like, ooh, you know. That hurts. Yeah, because, and you look, you're like, oh, my Bible app is open, but yeah, you 5%. Mm -hmm. Everything else is like 20, 30. It's like, a teeny tiny bit like, of the portion. Whoa, yeah, and you're like, but I follow a couple of Christians. Well, yeah, you read their quote, you know, yeah. of the book or whatever, but you're not in it and you spend more time. And I think that's what create, creates fear. Yeah. Because right now with what's going on in the world, I mean, you can continue to look at the news and how they narrate it. You know, I'm not here to judge the news, but you can dive into those problems and you're like, oh man, what's going to happen to us? Like, mm. are we safe in the desert or what, you know, and you get all spooked out about things and you start freaking out and thinking of, you know, other people that you, you care for, which is good. Right. But then you're starting to lose focus. Like, yeah. Christ yeah, you're, provides you're hope. You're missing the kingdom. You're missing mm -hmm. the mission. Yeah. And we, I think today we can say, you know, well, Shane, like idolatry is not really a thing anymore because we don't have these little golden statues. It's like, yeah, but you got these little squares on your phone. They're called apps. Yeah. And those are idols today. Yeah, those are new apps. Like those are, those are our idols today. That's what takes our worship, our time, our attention. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I respected so much about you uh, like a, a year ago, I think, is you were on social media and social media just started making you angry every time oh, you yeah, were on yeah, it. Yeah. And you just deleted it. Mm -hmm. You just, it wasn't even like you permanently deleted all your accounts. You literally just deleted the apps off your phone yeah. and said like, it's just not a positive space for me to be there. And you've since come back to some of them and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but you were just like, let me, let me get off of that for a little while. Cause that's yeah. not, that's mm -hmm. distracting right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was just make, yeah, it was making me upset with other people, but yeah, it was, it was distracting and you have to know that. And I think the only people that know us best is ourselves. Mm. We know what makes us mad. We know what makes us happy and, and we know what we struggle with. So we need to step in and start to get to work. Yeah. You know, whatever that is, that's pulling us away from having real faith. Because, yeah, we get distorted with yeah. everything else. And you talk about something that you've said to youth kids. One of the things that I say to uh, youth kids sometimes on this topic that I think is uh, a powerful image for us is Jesus kind of, he challenges us in the Gospels when he says, man, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge him out, right? Mm -hmm. And so I call that being a pirate for Jesus, right? Because I'm just imagining like an eye patch and a hook now because you cut off your hand and you mm -hmm. got an eye patch. But like, who wouldn't be willing to be a pirate for Jesus? Like, what is it within us that is so unwilling to cut off things in our life that are leading us to sin? Now, obviously, Jesus isn't saying cut your hand off, 
But dude, cut that app off your phone. Mm -hmm. If it's leading you to anger, if it's leading you to addiction, if it's leading, like, why wouldn't you cut that app off your phone? Yeah. Why is that app more important than your salvation, mm -hmm. more important than the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Like, where are we getting that confused? I think that's a great challenge from Jesus. Like, who wouldn't, who wouldn't cut off the things in their life that lead them to sin? Yeah. And I think we need to be more serious about that because too often we let sin kind of lay on the fringes of our life thinking that we're in control of it. Yeah. When it always is in control of us. Yeah. And I, yeah, it just comes down to like not wanting to do it, being lazy, enjoying our sin, you know, enjoying that time. Like, oh, this is how we relax, you mm -hmm. know. But I, I spoke with you before. I, you know, I've had a passive recovery and alcoholism and stuff. It's like, I remember those days when I was a drunk, I was like, well, tomorrow I'll stop. Mm. Next week. After this event, after this holiday, right? Mm. No, it's it's now. Mm. You need to submit to Christ now. And I had to have those wake up calls. And you know, sometimes you hit you hit rock bottom, or sometimes you just like, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna white knuckle this thing. I'm yeah. out, and I'm gonna be in the Word, and I'm gonna gather with other believers to encourage me through this. So I'm not gathering online with people I don't really know that are talking about stuff that's not honoring Christ, and or going to places that aren't honoring Christ. And, but it's just, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And this upcoming on. weekend, Jesus will get to the Holy Spirit, the mm -hmm. helper, right? Which exactly. is going to be yeah, hugely yeah. helpful mm -hmm. in coming alongside us to say, man, how do I get rid of this stuff? How do I stop? Well, man, the helper is here to do that. So hope that you continue to track with us through this series, What Matters Most. And Shane, thanks so much for being on. Man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the time. We'll catch you guys next week on Tangible Takeaways. See you then.